podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Trampled Bet podcast for the weekend of Saturday, April 15th, 2023. I am your host, Andy Vaughn, and with me, as always, is Gordo. Hello. How you doing, Andy? I'm good. I'm good. It was another another good week. There's baseball on every night for me to watch as well and just get involved Great. in. Oh, your pitchers, you know. all your team's injured, though. I did see that in, uh, in the Trampled Bet League. This is horrendous. It's like a draft league, right? So, um, each player only goes to one team and you, and you select in rounds turnabout. So six of the starting pitchers that I drafted out of my, my team of 23, a lot are bad, about more than half are batters, the rest are pitchers. Six of them are now injured and we're only a week and a half into the season and they're all out for a minimum of like two weeks and they're good players and I can't drop them. So I'm just sitting with empty holes all over my roster getting absolutely destroyed. Like, I'm 100 points behind already and the game week runs from Monday to Sunday. Yeah. And I'm 100 points behind on Wednesday. I mean, like, that's great. Oh, it's just it's just oh, a great a great beginning to start the league. So, um, I, I took two losses in mine as well. But, um, yeah, look at, oh. look at, we had a good week last week uh, and we've obviously... Got oh, football just- betting, football betting wise oh. is going, is going brilliantly. Um, fantasy baseball wise, I'm like the angel of death to the guys that I've selected. Yeah, you you physically right. can't you can't get these guys out living at all. No, no, I'm I'm causing them injuries somehow. Uh, yeah, just just the very the very virtue of being drafted by me in my fantasy baseball game for Glasgow Scotland means that in real life they will tear their shoulder apart. Yep, Wonderful. that's it. Oblique injuries all over the shop. Horrible. Anyway, that is yeah, they are my woes. But you're about to hear my success stories from a, a very successful week football betting um, and alongside myself and Gordo for this week we have Trampled Bet regular co-host Mr. Dave Greenfield how are we doing Dave? Uh, it's really dark that's why because I've got that light on <laughs> was, was there a power cut at this point? did it just go out there? yeah yeah <laughs> amazing so, someone get to Dave's house and put 50 pence in the meter <laughs> it's actually pretty good lighting now that you've got a kind of a uh, cast light uh, in the front. Yeah, so, so, yeah. Shannon's just gave me a phone with the light on, so shining a light on there. Well, that's it. Wow. Well, very much hope the power comes back on in Dave's house uh, in, in, in the next hour. Um, but I mean, if not, this bit's not the most important bit for you because it wasn't your picks from last week. So, um, so you just get to you just get to uh, chill out in the dark. <laughs> candles everywhere the ambience will be beautiful for all of those watching on patreon uh yep as as gordo says obviously this is dave's first week for for a little while since the cheltenham festival um we had joey slanzak on in the last couple of weeks and we'll go through the picks from last week and how we all got on across our normal bets so um, I kicked us off with a banker in the Japanese J-League on Sunday. Um, Avispa Fukuoka at home to Kyoto Sanga. Mainly because Avispa Fukuoka are just incredible at home. And when I say incredible, they grind out draws and potentially sometimes win by one goal. Uh, so I put them on the double chance for a home win or a draw. It's basically not to lose. They went a goal down. 
um, in the second half, but they, they righted the ship and even went on to win the game by a one-goal margin like they usually do. So, Avispa Fukuoka 1-2-1 and my banker came in at odds of 1-2-4. Nice. Um, I, I, I could start us off in almost the same uh, fashion. Uh, a 2-1 win uh, for a team that don't like losing. Uh, this was this was Napoli uh, away at Lecce. Um, they were 1-0 up really quickly and I thought I was actually going to get a quick payout in this. Um, but no, Lecce, Lecce leveled about 52 minutes in. Uh, Napoli came back and scored 64 minutes and then just ground out the game 2-1. Um, they ended up at quite a big price though as well. They went off at 7-11, um, which Huge. is heading towards... Uh, shite bag value territory as opposed to as opposed to or perhaps charity um so yeah so anyway um yeah mine came in big banker win love it two out of two which took us on to joey's to bring the treble home um joey was in the german leagues he took the bochum versus stuttgart game uh and took the home team bochum on the double chance uh to 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 basically not lose against Stuttgart. Gordon's smiling because he remembers last week's show and me saying that I really didn't like this pick at all. I was right to not like it. Uh, it was 1-0 to Stuttgart at halftime. Bochum got their equaliser in the 58th minute, but five minutes later they were 3-1 down and the game was beyond them. Uh, and a late consolation goal didn't really help out. So Bochum lost this game uh, 3-2 and um, Joey's banker did not come in. Um, I don't want to say unlucky, but I don't. I, I just didn't like it. Um, yeah, it, it it just was one of these things where yeah, you knew you didn't like it to start with. Um, so I I, I wouldn't. Yeah, it, it, you know, you, you made your you made your your point clear prior to the prior to the game. So um, yeah, just just not quite not quite the win uh, that Joey was looking for, but uh, two two out of three or the, the draw. Then. Or the draw. Or, or, the, draw. or the draw. <laughs> two, three of the bankers. Um, but it takes us on to the value pick. These are picks around about even money. Uh, my pick was dead on even money. The Kashima Antlers away at Kashima Rezol. Uh, Antlers not started so good, but they have a much better team than Rezol, so they should be winning games like this. They did not win this game. They lost 1-0. It's a, a disappointing result. It's not good from a betting perspective and it's not good for the Kashima Antlers who will have aspirations of being at the top end of that league come the end of the season. That's really games that you should be winning if you want to do that. So um, not a good pick from myself in, in the value spot this week. I don't feel too hard about my value although it lost. Uh, this was uh, Verona versus Sassuolo and for 84 minutes... Mm. Sassuolo were up 1-0 and it's 7-4 as well. Um, uh, yeah, it's, it's worth pointing out your value pick was quite high odds here. It was almost 2-1. to one. I just so, really, I really fancied Sassuolo in the way that I, the exact opposite way to what I fancied about my outsider. Uh, my outsider was a team that basically never beaten the other one, whereas this team, Sassuolo, had always beat Verona. Uh, yeah. And they were 84 minutes along the way of doing that. It took the, the goal, it got a goal early in the first half um, and yeah, they conceded in the 84th and then conceded again. I was certain when I got that second notification that Sassuolo had scored and I was going to get a four out of four. Um, but yeah, I was very disappointed to see that it was Verona on the other side. But yeah, I mean, the, the, for the vast majority of the game looked like they were going to do this and it didn't quite come in. So um, yeah, n- not to be for Sassuolo that week. Close though. Um, and it was a good shout. It's seven to four to get within six minutes. Um, with the lead, so un- unlucky, G-Man. 
Joey's value pick was over in Australia for Melbourne Victory versus Perth Glory, where he had selected both teams to score an over two and a half goals at 21 to 20. I, I didn't watch this game. Um, I, I only woke up to the to the notification that it, it didn't come in. Um, uh, the game, in fact, ended nil-nil. It did. It ended. It ended nil-nil, um, which is is not ideal for a shout where you're looking for both teams to score over two point five goals. But I did actually oh. watch the highlights, and there was tons of chances. It was just after I got the notification on Sunday for that, uh, I was less confident about the banker in there purely because I was like, man, he's just a little off. Tighten up over a putt, couldn't hit his drives. That kind of he was. He was. He was. In a tough spot, but um, Unfo- yeah. unfor- unfortunately, I didn't. I didn't I see. Know, I know that he stayed up for that, which sucks for I'd, him. Oh, did he? I'd see. I'd... He was watching oh. it, and he said that they missed like two or three open goals within the first ten minutes of the game, and he just turned it off and went to bed. <laughs> he was like, "Nah, I'm not getting involved in this." Yeah. So, yeah, he was. I, I didn't see it. There. It didn't quite work for him. No one hit their value this week, so no. Yeah, N- not a good week all round for the value picks. On to the outsiders then, where we pick something that the bookies have priced up as an underdog. I backed my own team, so I'm a season ticket holder with Dundee United, and over the last few weeks we have really put in much better performances since sacking Liam Fox and appointing Jim Goodwin as our manager, and I thought we were vastly overpriced at home at 13-5 to to beat a Hibs team that had been struggling. Um, and this one came in. Uh, two two one win for Dundee United. We took the lead. Uh, we were leading at half time. Hibbs um, got the equaliser after we had chances to make it two or even three nil. Um, the game went then back and forth for the last ten minutes, and Dundee United were awarded an eighty ninth minute penalty, which they scored. So another outsider, and for me, I think I might be on three in a row now. So pretty happy with that, especially the good outsider odds. You would agree, Gordon, at thirteen to five. Although Ooh, not look at look at me backing against Gordon's team with my team <laughs> fucking winning. That's smashing. That is. Oh, it's great. Hey, fuck off. Um, <laughs> it was. It was great. It was. I, it was, I was, it was there a really good pick. in the George really Fox pick. stands watching it, just thinking, "Oh man," because we bloody needed those three points as well. We're we're at the bottom of the league, and the team that's second bottom won on the yeah. Saturday. And this was this was the Easter Sunday game, so this keeps us within touching distance. Um, and I'm quite. I wouldn't be well. I wouldn't be betting on us away at Motherwell this weekend, but I'd certainly be next weekend yeah. looking at um, us at home to Livingston as being if you can get around two to one again, that'll be. Yeah. I mean, Motherwell, be Motherwell will are just taking apart teams at the good. moment. They're yeah, just yeah, they're yeah. Just so no, I'm a, a very very good result for you there, Andy. Just just not so much for uh, Hibs. Um, so on to mine, uh, which was Atalanta versus Bologna, and as I alluded to earlier on, a result that. Doesn't really happen um, until it does. This was Bologna away, and they won for me at Atalanta at seventeen. That's a huge price. Yeah, better than four to one. And there you are, just picking another outsider winner. That's Tremendous. It. And, and they won two 0 We got early paid out. Oh, well, beautiful. Nice. Um, so uh, this was a really good result, and I was so steaming when this came in. Um, so this was even better so um, no it was good it was a really good result um, and yeah Bologna are just really good at playing the, they love playing counter-attacking football mm. and the, the teams towards the top of the table are the ones that they like playing against they hate playing against like you, you see them playing against Lecce I would avoid it um, but yeah so a, a good win for Bologna in there and yeah 17-4 to 
So two out, two of the outsiders then takes us to Joy's outsider, which was in the English leagues for Rochdale versus Walsall. Um, Joy had selected a draw in this game. It unfortunately didn't come in. Um, this was a four-two win for Rochdale. The the game sort of two and froze. Um, it was certainly two all, and then around the fiftieth minute, and then Rochdale sort of ran away with it in the in the next 10 minutes, making it 4-2 after the 65-minute mark. And then as the home team, the game was sort of over. But a lot of back and forth in that game um, until that happened. But two out of three outsiders in for the week, uh, which I always back them as a Trixie, so that always guarantees me a return if if two out there. And it was a good return this week as well. I got, got four times back the total Trixie stake. No, it was good. Uh, Joy, so, Joy was or 16 times back the unit stake for just two out of three. Which was really good. I mean, I was just going to say, Joey was Joey was slightly unlucky in in mm. in his um, in his shouts for that because uh, Rochdale also did go back and forth the whole time. Yeah, so, it was two each. Yeah, yeah, it got to two each. It was it was it was nil one one each two one two each three two, and then when you got the next goal alert, pivotal. Is it going to go three each? Is it going to go four two? Unfortunately, yeah. it went against us this week. On to the charity picks. This is a pick from each of the hosts, and um, we combine them all together as a treble, put a tenner of our own money on it, and all the proceeds go to charity. Uh, I was in Scotland again, staying in the Premiership. I, I said how much I liked this bet last week. I thought this was the bet of the week last weekend, but I didn't use those words because, you know, we've learned not to jinx things by using those words. But Aberdeen were 10 to 11 at home to Colmarnock, which, quite frankly, Aberdeen are the best form team in the league out with the old firm. Kilmarnock have generated two points from 15 away games this season. Aberdeen had no right being that high a price. Uh, they won the game 2-0. Everyone got paid out early. They scored in the first minute. I got them at evens. That, ridiculous. <laughs> like Absolutely ridiculous. Um, Aberdeen should never have been that high a price. I, I thought, see, when I got the notification, it was three o'clock and I got a notification from that Aberdeen game. And I was like, I thought I turned game start notifications off. <laughs> oh, no, they've scored after about fucking six seconds. Hey. <laughs> so, I, I really so, yeah. went in there. So my, my charity came in, uh, which meant I went three out of four this week, which is um, a really good return, especially after a four of four last week. So seven of eight. Um, I, I was saying to we were we were saying in our group chat. I don't think anyone's done back to back four out of fours. No, I don't know if that's been done. No, I don't. I, I don't think it's been done. So that was but, close. Um, it's as close as we'll get. And and I matched you in the, in you that did? this week. Uh, my charity was Celtic versus Rangers, uh, the old firm, and I was I, I took Celtic here um, t- to win the game at seven to ten. Um, did actually get paid out early because they went up three one at one point. Rangers pretty unjustly had a goal chopped off. Uh, in the first, it would have half. been the would have been the opening goal. Would would have been the opening goal there. Um, but Celtic have enough firepower, and you know, on another day, it, it could have went another way. The game it probably wasn't as clear cut as I'd, I'd thought it was going to be. But they won three two. Um, you know, Celtic won this game. Uh, we were two of three on the charity going into Joey's pick, or two of two. Two of two, and Joey's pick was in the MLS, so some American football, what well, American soccer. Mm-hmm. For Real Salt Lake versus Charlotte. And he took the double chance on the away side, Charlotte FC, at just under even money. 
Um, so a draw or a win for Charlotte would have been good here, but unfortunately it wasn't to be. Real Salt Lake ran out 3-1 winners, despite the fact that Charlotte had a 1-0 lead at halftime. It just sort of seemed to all come apart in the second half. When you don't have it, you don't have it. And it, it was just not, it was not Joey's week to be. So, um, no. yes, he when was... You get, when you get on a run like that, which we've all been on, you yeah. know in advance. You know in advance. It doesn't matter what you're going to pick. It's just not going to happen for you. Yeah. Um. So un- unfortunate, um, especially with so many of our picks coming in. The timing was a wee bit brutal. Uh. But Joey will lick his wounds from that one and be back. Back with the winners in no time. Definitely. We have a before we get to the break and the middle section for the patrons. This is a good opportunity to remind people that we have a Facebook group. Um, just search Trample Bet Podcast on Facebook. We've got a few hundred members in there commenting um, on picks from the show, thoughts about the show, but also what they like um, for the weekend if they've got any tips they really, really enjoy. And a special shout out to our guest this week, our very own Dave Greenfield, for belting tips uh, in the Wrexham game, uh, them to win in both teams to score. What an absolutely incredible game that was against Notts County, Dave. Yeah, it's uh, I think we are a bit to Ben Foster at the end though, with, yeah. uh, when you got it when you got a keeper like that. I, I, I kind of get a bit annoyed with people when they're like, uh, oh, they're, they're just buying the league, but that's what you have to do when you like in leagues like that. If yeah, you've got money to spend, you have to spend that money and build a squad good enough to get yourself out. Y- yeah, you can argue that obviously that, that they've got better players than a lot of the teams there, but and They've got it because they've got the people behind them and the backing, but that's what they're there for. So it's not like it's not Wrexham's fault that they've been brought out by people who've got money and they're not just going to not yeah. spend it. Definitely, yeah, it's cracking game. It was it was an incredible game, and obviously uh, Ben Foster, you alluded to at the end there, it was three two to Wrexham and deep into stoppage time, and he saved a penalty, pivotal in their in, in both that that tip coming in also in their uh, promotion hopes that look pretty nailed on now. But not only did you do that, Dave, you also you also bagged us first and second in the Irish Grand National, which was <laughs> tremendous work. Um, Jeffrey, uh, 28-1 to 1 did he go off at? Finishing second yeah, by a, yeah, a short head. Yeah, to Ian Maximus, who you also liked, who ended up winning it at shorter odds of around eights, I think. Um, but brilliant, yeah. You you did me an absolute solid on on Sunday when I on Monday when I got when I got in from golf and backed all your tips. Um, also a big shout out to Peter Glover tipping up Huddersfield centre half Matty Pearson to yeah. score in their game against Blackburn, <laughs> sixteen to one anytime scorer shout. Boom! Yeah, there it is. Three three points from like deep and almost at centre court. He was throwing that one from not even like you know he was not incredible pick. So and I was so I actually texted Andy. I was so annoyed about that right because we we'd been playing golf together. I got the notification a day later. I was like, it's like things you might like from the trample bet group. I was like, I wouldn't like that. A sixteen to one winner from yesterday. I think I would. Yeah, (laughs) but I do know a lot of people. Sorry, yeah, Dave, you No, yeah, I was going to tell what you were going to say. I know, like, quite a few people got on it as well, so mm-hmm. yeah, had a, a few people some money. Yeah, class, I, because him just to have one shot on target was 11 to 2. So oh. even if you weren't as ambitious as the 16 to 1, 
11 to 2 is still a good return. Over five, five and a half to one on your money. Superb. So cheers, Peter. That was uh, absolutely brilliant. So join the Facebook group. Get involved in this. You find these gems um, posted on the weekend. That Sometimes you have to be quick on the draw. You know, don't be out playing golf and, and not see these like myself and Gordon did for that <laughs> show. Even if I had seen it, by the time we'd finished golf, it was done. It was just the fact they came up and gave me the old things you may like. That I, 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 I would have. Yes, very, very accurate <laughs> Facebook. Thank you. In addition to the Facebook group, we you can also give something back uh, to the podcast. Support us by becoming a member of the Trample Bet Club on Patreon. This costs £6 a month. Um, if you go to patreon.com forward slash Trample Bet, just download the Patreon app, search for Trample Bet, £6 to become a member of the club. You get the early release of this podcast. So as soon as we finish recording, it's Wednesday night just now. Um, we'll get this uploaded. You can watch it early. A special middle section, which we'll be going to in a second when the normal podcast has an ad break. All the podcast picks each week written down in a handy cheat sheet format. So you don't need to remember which picks you like to add to your coupons or whatnot. You can just pull up the JPEG, uh, pull up the image and go, oh yeah, I like that one. I like Gordon's Banker. I like that. And boom, there you go. Uh, you also get a lot of extra content in the special shows for Patreon-only members. And we've been off a busy session recently. Uh, we had the Cheltenham Festival, we had the MLB Season Preview, and we had the Masters Extra podcast over um, last weekend. Gordo's putting his hand up there, and I'm sure Joey, if he's listening, is doing the same as uh, their main pick was both of them had John Ram as their main pick, and he duly obliged and won he, the green jacket. So. He did, and it couldn't have... Couldn't have he, he just seems like such a cool, chilled-out guy, man. He just... Uh, I was dead chuffed dead chuffed for him. He's, uh, he four-putted uh, four the opening hole. That's that. I mean, great. He double bogey, four-putted the opening hole, and then just went... Oh yeah, I'll go on and win this thing now. Got seventy-one holes left. Wonderful. Who? Do you do you know uh, on the Masters broadcast did a brilliant fact about that? So, who was the last person to post a double bogey or worse on hole one and go on to win the Masters? Wow, I don't know off the top of my well, head. Uh, so, I would be a guess. Dave, it's like I was I was leaving this question to Andy because it was like 1968 or something. Oh, it was a long, long time. It was a long, long time. Sam Sneed. Okay, a long time. But it was like it's but it's only happened once and it was Sam Sneed and then John Ram. So it's a great fact to put out there. Um so uh, any pub quiz winnings, please forward them on to um Well, just join the Patreon. With, yeah, your pub, exactly. with your pub yeah, quiz winning. Exactly, if you've got a fiver, a fiver from that pub quiz, get us in there. Yeah, we really appreciate everyone that subscribes and we're obviously always looking for more members to keep us going, um, to join the chat and uh, get involved in our Patreon content. So thank you. Uh, come and join us. Right, that's us for the, the recap and the little um, the little plug there. We're going we're gonna to hit some adverts and then we'll be back with next week's picks. Welcome back, and now on to this week's picks for the weekend of Saturday, April 15th, 2023. Myself, Gordo, and Dave giving you a pick in each of our normal slots. So the banker, the value, the outsider, and then wrapping it all up with a pick from each of us for the charity treble. And hopefully we will have something 
to announce and donate to charity next week. I will kick us off with the banker bets. And my banker is very early on Saturday morning. Uh, so regular listeners will be able to infer from that that I am in Japan in the top flight, the J1 League, for Yokohama FC versus Hiroshima. And this is Saturday at 6am, so it's it's an early one. Best getting this bet on in Friday night so you don't forget. Um, I tipped up Hiroshima as potential league winners the week before the season started. And then they achieved only two points in their first three games and things weren't looking that good. But since then... They've battled back. They're on 14 points from seven games, only two points behind the league leaders, Vissel Kobe. They're the most informed team in, in the league uh, alongside Urawa, taking 13 points from their last five fixtures. And they're up against a really poor Yokohama FC team that I tipped for relegation um, before the campaign started. And so far, they're living up to that billing. They're dead last in the league. They've only taken two points from their seven games so far this campaign. Um, Head-to-head-wise, Hiroshima won both fixtures that they played in the last couple of years. They were they were both cup games due to being in different leagues. Uh, but Hiroshima won by scores of 3-1 and 5-0. And I think something like that will happen again here, even though they are the away side. I'd hope for this to be a comfortable Hiroshima win. 6-11 is a great price. Getting better than one to two on this, I think, is really good. Nice one. Well, I should start our, our week. My my banker is also quite early on a Saturday. Uh, it's at one pm, um, and that, uh, for regular listeners, will probably people will know I'm in the Italian second division. Um, so this is the Sierra B, and it's the game between Genoa and Perugia. Um, Genoa are really a Sierra A team. Uh, and they're heading back there just now. Um, they're, they're six points behind Frozenone, but they are four points clear of third place in the automatic promotion spots in this league. Contrast that with Perugia, who are 17th. They're currently in the playoff, uh, like fourth place playoff position um, for relegation. Uh, so they're not having that 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 good a time here. Um, there's not much head-to-head between these teams because of... Um, the fact that they don't really exist in the same league very often. Uh, they played in the Coppa Italia in 2021 and uh, Genoa won 3-2 and they played in 2016 is the most recent one prior to that and uh, Genoa won 4-3 in extra time. But Genoa this season have been fantastic at home. Uh, out of their last nine games they've played at home, uh, they've won eight and had drew one in that position. Contrast that with Perugia who out of the last five games, have won two and lost three. This is more of a bet on Genoa than it is. I mean, it's a bet against Perugia because they're in the relegation spots, but um, Genoa are just very, very strong at home. Um, there's not really much more to say than that about this game. Um, Genoa are just almost at the top of the league. Perugia are down the bottom uh, and you'll get them at one to two or six to eleven, depending on which bookmakers you choose to go with. With this one, um, it is a game. It is a, a a league where you get early payouts um, for this as well. And you would have been early paid out by Bet three six five when they drew two two away at Como last week uh, because they went two nil up. <laughs> so um, yeah, I, I'm I'm confident of Genoa uh, getting a good result against Perugia here and six to eleven or one to two to do so. Dave, you were laughing there, Andy. So I didn't really. I didn't know if you if you wanted me to give you time to to put something in there. Right. No, not at all. No, no, not at all. Dave's Dave's still experiencing a haircut, and I was just <laughs> I was just laughing, <laughs> like 
Harry looks like he's taking part in some sort of seance. That's all. <laughs> yeah, that's, all. No, that's fine. So, um, yeah, um, do we have to activate a Ouija board to get Dave to do his picks? Like, where do we, how do we get him in here? So, I'm just expecting him to start with. <laughs> <laughs> so, Dave, what do you fancy in the bank area? Uh, so I'm in the uh, National League North uh, Saturday, three o'clock kickoff. This is the uh, league below. Our good friends Wrexham are in the National League. This is one below that league. Uh, but it's Kings Lynn against Southport. And I'm going to take Kings Lynn. Uh, the odds are 4 to 11. So Kings Lynn are, are in first. They've got 84 points from their 43 games. Whereas Southport are in 18th. Uh, they took 50 points from 42 games. Uh, Kingsland topped the home form table. Southport are 18th in the away form table. Uh, Kingsland second in the in the five-game form table. Um, Southport 21st. They've only took three from five. Uh, Kingsland have took 12 from five. So, uh, yeah, Kingsland have won their last four games straight. And they've only conceded once in that four-game run. Uh, whereas Southport, they've lost their last four games straight. Uh, the way it works in uh, this league is it's split into a north and a south. So you get, it's only one goes up automatically from each side. And then it's the playoffs and one will go for the playoffs, four get relegated for the National League. So uh, Kingsland are only one point uh, clear of, uh, of Floyd who are in second. So, Kingsland need these points to be uh, pushing on to make sure they're that team uh, that are going up here. And uh, I think they should do it quite comfortably. I don't think this like is it. one of the three, six, five payout leagues. <laughs> I don't know. I, I can confirm it's not, but I really <laughs> like the pick, uh, especially as the home team. And I really like Gordon's pick, um, especially as Genoa and their home team. Probably the, the dodgiest one of the three, which I still think is a lock, is probably mine this week. Um, with with Hiroshima being the being the away side, uh, but if you fancied the banker treble, so each each of the banker picks combined, that's wins for San Fresh, Hiroshima, Genoa, and Kingsland Town. That combines to two point two to one. So it's always nice when the when the banker trebles over two to one, um, getting some yeah. value in there. And talking about value, now on to the value picks. Uh, this is something that we think has a really good chance of coming in, probably better than the odds that the bookies have given them. And these always tend to be around the even money mark. My value, I'm I'm in Scotland in the championship. So the second tier of Scottish football, a good traditional UK kickoff time of Saturday at 3pm for Cove Rangers versus Inverness, Caledonian Thistle. Inverness are maintaining a promotion push after a really good run of recent form where they've had to play all the sides above them in the league. Their strength of schedule is has been horrendous um, in, in, in the past six weeks. They've basically had to play every team that's been above them and they've they've passed that test with flying colours. Uh, they're now up to fifth place. They're on 48 points for 32 games. They're only two points behind the playoff places now in Air United who hold that, that fourth place. They're top of the league's five-game form table. They've taken 12 points from the last five matches despite all of those matches being incredibly difficult. Um, and now they get to play bottom of the league Cove Rangers who have 27 points from their 32 games. They're not just bottom of the league, they're also bottom of the five-game form table. They've only taken one point from their previous five games, so in a particularly poor run of form compared to Inverness's very good run of form. Inverness perform well away from home. They're third in the league table, considering only away games. 
and they should put in another good performance here. They're 10 to 11, so they're almost even money, and I think that's a really good price. I just like that as my value, and then realize you picked it, so that, that gives you an inclination that I also <laughs> think that was quite a good pick. Um, uh, as Andy put his in first, and I, I tend to not look because generally they're in Japan, so yeah, I'm not going to be true. not going to be involved in that. But yeah, he, he, he I think that's a really good pick as well. So um, on to my value, uh, and this is a Sunday night game. So this this might be the, the final fixture of the whole weekend. Uh, so it's Sunday at half past six. And I quite fancy Leverkusen away at Wolfsburg at the odds of 11 to 8 or 75. So, uh, Leverkusen are the form team in the league at the moment. They've taken 15 points from the last five games, uh, scoring scoring 15 goals, conceding five. <laughs> so, hmm. lots of 15s and fives in this. Uh, Wolfsburg haven't been too bad. They've taken six points from their five games. You know, they're not they're not the bottom of the, the, the form table here. Um, but... Leverkusen have really kicked into gear. Listen to their last five results here. They beat Bayern 2-1. They beat Frankfurt. They've beat uh, Bremen in there. Uh, Hertha. You know, they've won their last, I think it's their worst seven games on the, yeah, six games on the spin. Um, uh, Wolfsburg ha- have struggled against the better teams in the league. Uh, losing to Gladback last week. Draws with Augsburg and Frankfurt in there. Um, losses to Leipzig. Um they're a good team, but they tend to not do it against the best in this league. And and I think that that um, Leverkusen are probably good for the win here. Um, historical fixtures. So when Leverkusen play Wolfsburg away, they're generally in the same league. So you get quite a good inclination of how this is going. Four out of five have been uh, Leverkusen wins away at Wolfsburg with one draw being uh, like the 2020 game. It was nil-nil. Um, they don't tend to win by much, you know. It's two ones, two nils, two nils in there. So you know, it's not they're not hammering them. But I think they'll have enough. And I think at the price uh, of over, you know, significantly over even money, I think it's it's worth having as the value pick for this week. So um, yes, now we we go to our man from beyond the grave. If <laughs> what have you what have you got for us? I look a bit like a floating head. Uh, <laughs> 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 yeah, so I'm in the uh, in the Eredivisie in the Netherlands, and it's uh, Saturday at five forty-five. And it's uh, apologies if there's any Dutch people listening. It's uh, Walwick versus Groningen, and uh, I like Walwick here. Uh, uh, Evans, um, Walwick are in are in ninth. They took thirty-five from their twenty-seven games. As Groningen sit 17th. This is an 18-team league, so one off the bottom. They've only taken 17 points from 28 games. Um, Warwick are 10th in the form table. That, that, that's six from the last five. Groningen are, are last year. They, they haven't taken a single point from their last five games. Um, Warwick are, are only one place and three points behind uh, Irvin Haven. Uh, who sit in the the last um, Europa Conference qualifying uh, position? So that's where Warwick are aiming for. Uh, they've got a good good record against Groningen as well. They've only uh, never lost to them in their last four meetings. Uh, they've won three and drawn one. The only good thing Groningen seems to have going for them is that they've got a Ricardo Pepe, the uh, young American guy who started playing for the national team, he's managed to get 10 goals this season. Um, 
I can't see him being there if uh, they get relegated, uh, which it looks very likely. But yeah, like I, said, I think Warwick needs a point here to uh, to kick on to try and get into uh, Europa Conference, and I think I think you're getting them a pretty good era evens against a team that are seventeenth and have took no points in the last five games. Yeah, it's also a home selection as well, Dave, which gives you that bit of added confidence, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, both, both both Gordon and I um, on away from home wins. So if you fancy combining the three value picks together, that's wins for Inverness, Bayer Leverkusen and Walwick. It works out at 7.47 to 1 um, for the for the value treble this week. Worth noting as well that Walwick is uh, how you'll see it on Flash Score, but if you're on Bet365, they'll be down as just RKC. Um, so it's the, the full name RKC Walwick, but uh, different apps will, will choose a different part of their name to, to list them. So it's our RKC uh, to beat Groningen. On to the outsiders. We have had considerable success this season, and I get I, I keep getting to say it every week because we we keep hitting more and more of them. Um, Gordon and I both hitting our outsiders, not just last week, but also the week before as well. So let's try and make it. Three out of three for each of us, and three out of three for the show this week. Uh, I'm doing something that I don't normally do, so I'm feeling a little uncomfortable about this, but I do like the pick. So Saturday, 7 a.m. for me in the Japanese J1 League for Kawasaki Frontale versus Nagoya Grampus 8. Um, Kawasaki were the joint favourites for the league title before the season started, but they've got off to a surprisingly slow start. Through seven games, they're placed 13th in this 18-team league with eight points. Nagoya, on the other hand, they've started brilliantly. They find themselves in second place with 14 points from seven matches. Interestingly, Nagoya have only scored eight goals here um, to generate these 14 points. But more importantly, they've only conceded two. So they're very good defensively. Kawasaki's last four home games have all been draws. And the last three have all been exactly nil-nil. So I wouldn't be surprised if we see another tight game this time round. And with how good Nagoya are defensively, I think a low-scoring draw seems quite a likely outcome in this. Either another nil-nil or potentially a 1-1. So while I'm saying I'm doing something I don't normally do, that's backing a draw. Um, it just, it just, uh, I know Gordo loves a draw. I, I'm just, you know, I prefer to back a team because there's always the chance that they'll go ahead and win like 6-0 and then there's no stress, right? There's there's always stress in backing draws. But I, I, but I figure this game has a good chance of being a draw and it's priced very nicely at 5-2. Um, so that that's a draw in the game between Kawasaki and Nagoya on Saturday morning. Welcome to the draw hype, good man. Um I this pick's going to take a little bit of explaining. Uh, not because it's overly technical. It's just like when I give you the reasoning for it, you're going to think this is the worst thing you've ever heard. So, uh, <laughs> I, I so the uh, historical form here is just really funny, right? Um, so I really fancy Bologna to beat AC Milan on Saturday, uh, similar to what they did last week uh, for me. Um, and yeah, if they did the uh, the kind of double over. And our top two teams, it would be fantastic. And, I, and I'll give you all the good reasoning to start with, right? So Bologna are in a real purple patch of form just now. They are uh, eighth in the league, uh, 43 points. They're just in behind those kind of last European slots. They're four or five points behind the teams that are just above them. Um, AC Milan are in fourth, 
52 points, so they're only uh, kind of 11, uh, nine points ahead of um, Bologna in the league. Um, Bologna's uh, home form is middling at best. They are, you know, uh, they've taken 15 points from, uh, they've taken 26 points from their 15 games. AC Milan have middling away form. They've taken 22 points from their 15 away from home. Um, Bologna have just got something about them just now where they love playing teams that that are count and and get to play them on the counter attack. Mm. Uh, and AC Milan, their recent form against anyone who isn't winning the league is pretty bad, right? So they beat Napoli tonight in the, the Champions League and I think that's a good thing because they have to play a high-stress game. They're playing on Saturday against Bologna uh, here. You know, they, they, they've had a midweek game here. Uh, they also beat Napoli two weeks ago 4-0 in a league game, uh, which was Nat- Natalie's for- Napoli's first complete capitulation. Um Outside of that, they've drawn with Empoli, lost to Udinese and drawn with Salernitana in here. So they haven't been very good at teams who have sitting with a low block and play in the counter-attack. The historical form between these two teams sees AC Milan uh, in the games that have been played at home uh, have beaten them the last 22 times in a row. Um, <laughs> so What, the games that have been played at whose home? At, uh, at, at Bologna. So, so, so as the, as the away team, yes. they've won this fixture <laughs> the previous twenty two times. Yes, they haven't they haven't lost this game since two thousand and two, right? Have they drawn and any? They've drawn a couple in there, but not okay, not, okay. Not, not enough to worth note. To be honest, um, Bologna do much better playing at AC Milan. Like they've they've won some games away at AC Milan. They've drawn some games, but it's just a bit of a quirk here. But I think they're playing them at just the right time. They're coming off of a Champions League. Um, quarter final against you know their league rivals. Um, they're not playing well against teams who are very much like Bologna in the league. Bologna are better than the teams they're losing to at the moment mm. um, in that bracket. And I just think that this might be their week uh, at nine four. Historical form will tell me that this is the worst thing I've ever placed, uh, and I, I don't think it is. I very much hope that they buck the trend. And if they do, I expect the people of Bologna to serenade me and carry me down the streets as some kind of demigod <laughs> for getting them out of this this funk they've got against AC Milan. But I tell you what, G-Man, you've hit two outsider winners the last two weeks at odds of around four to one. I am happy to back this. Very happy. You know, you, Bologna are a team in form. You're a man in form when it comes to picking outsiders. Yeah, if you if you, if you tell me this is going to buck the trend, I'm more than happy to have a have a gamble on that for sure. Um, I, li- I like to point it out once every, once every now in a while. Um, it, it would be very difficult to be the worst pick ever, which was probably me. What four years ago, four and a half years ago, in the outsider column, I picked a team to beat Cologne, and they got beat eight one. So you've got you've got. Yeah, you've I've got, got somewhere I've got, to I've got, go. I've got work you know. to do if I'm gonna if I'm gonna be that bad. But I I genuinely do think like and I didn't even look at the form until last. I was like, great, this is fantastic. And then it didn't even have the scorers in. I was like, this is too far back that they just are like there was teams in the league that I'm like they've they've, they've went defunct. <laughs> um, so yes, Incredible. Dave. I don't have a snappy intro for you because I was using all my energy there for the for that <laughs> thing. So what do you have outsider wise? Do I do I say well I need league points? Um, 
not particularly. Yeah. I mean, every, everyone needs league points, but they are. Uh, but I mean, the team, could, you, could you see him resting players at the weekend, focusing on that second Champions League leg? Possibly. I mean, they've got they've got games that are easier than the one that they're playing against Bologna coming up against other teams who they, they should be beating who are further down the table. And Roma are on 53 above them, Inter on 51 below them, Atalanta on 48. So it is competitive. They, they do need to be playing players. But um, yeah, they've got a Champions League quarter final that they're 1-0 up in. So they could, they could be resting guys. But I don't think... I'd rather they're playing their full swing squad against Bologna because what they do the best is hit these guys on the counter. So if they're playing half a team, that allows Bologna more possession and it's not the game that they're comfortable with winning. Um, so that, that bit doesn't really matter for me. Um, yeah. So, but, but thanks for that. And that's very, I'm hopeful <laughs> that yeah, I'll factor that into my thinking. That <laughs> um, so what you got, sorry, Dean? Uh, so I'm in League Two, uh, Saturday at three o'clock and it's uh, Crew against Warsaw. And uh, I'm going to take Crew, who are two to one. Uh, so Warsaw are in 13th, they took 51 from 41 games. Uh, Crew are in 16th, they took 48 from uh, their 40 games. Uh, Crew are middling in the form table, that they're in 14th, they took six from the last five. Uh, Warsaw right down the bottom, 21st, they've only taken three from their last five. I mean, Warsaw's record lately, it's horrendous that... They've got one win in their last 19 games, Warsaw. Uh, they've absolutely, they had a great start to the season. Uh, but it seems to be since um, Mansfield recalled uh, Danny Johnson, who, who was scoring goals for fun for Warsaw, they've just sort of seemed to clip, uh, I can't say that word, <laughs> capitulated. Yes. Um, yeah, thank you. <laughs> they brought in uh, Jamil Matt. From uh, Forest Green to uh, try and uh, get some goals, but yeah, it hasn't really worked. They're, they've really struggled for goals. Uh, they're leaking goals. Um, you know, crew crew got a good record against Warsaw as well. Um, they haven't lost since 2013, which is uh, eight games. Um, to be honest, both of these teams are are on the beach. They're going nowhere. Uh, they're not going to get relegated. They're not. They're not going to get into the playoffs. But um, it, it's just Warsaw's Warsaw's form. I just. I don't think Crew is a home side. Who are you know they're only three places behind, and uh, four points behind Warsaw. That that should be a two to one shot. They, they got beat by Colchester last week, Crew, but they won the last two games before that. So it's not like they're in terrible form like Warsaw. Are. So yeah, I'm quite. Quite happy to say crew at two to one. Next one meets the threshold. Ideal. No problem. Three, pick, <laughs> three picks all all between <laughs> two and two and a half to one. So that's a draw between Kawasaki Frontale and Nagoya Grampus. A win for Bologna at home to AC Milan and a win for Crew at home to Walsall. And combining those three outsiders gives us an outsider treble of 31.64 to one. It's pretty high for two home wins and a draw. Yeah. Okie doke, gents. On to the charity treble. So one pick from each of us. It can be absolutely anything. We combine the three together. £10 of our own money and any returns we get, including the stake, should it win, um, go to a charity of our choosing that we'll announce on next week's show. 
I may be kicking this off um, chronologically because I'm in the Japanese J1 League again. Three of my picks this weekend come from there. This is Saturday at 7am for Shonen Belmere versus the Yokohama F Marinos. Um, Yokohama are favourites for the title. Uh, they currently sit in fifth place on 13 points from seven games, um, but that's only three points behind the league leader, so it's all very tight in the J-League. Shonen are not too far behind form Um They've got nine points. Form-wise, Reasonably similar as well. Yokohama, seven points from the last five matches. Shonen on five. Head-to-head matches, though, have recently gone the way of the F Marinos. They've won the last three times in a row that the sides have met. Uh, they won both games in the 2022 campaign. Uh, so last year's league, 3-0 at home and 4-1 away. So two pretty comprehensive victories. Yokohama, F Marinos are a better side than Shonen. That, that's, that's just a fact. Um, that's that's why they're favourites to win the league, and Shonen absolutely are not. Um, but the the sort of slow start that teams have been having to this season's J League means that the, the odds I think you're getting just now are much better than the odds that you, you really should be getting against these teams if you, if you just looked at it on paper. And Yokohama are better than evens to win this twenty three to twenty. So just from that that fact alone, I, I like them this weekend um, as as a better than even money shot away at Shonen Belmere. So my charity pick, a win for the Yokohama F Marinos at 23-20. to 20. I will round out this week in the Sierra B. Um, and this is on Saturday at 5.15. And it's the game between Cagliari and Frozenone. Um, two teams who are have very interesting juxtaposition in the league. Um, let's talk about why. Uh, so... <laughs> Cagliari's home, Cagliari's overall form is really weird when they play um, in their home home and away form here. Um, out of their last nine games, they've drawn five. Um, they've drawn six, sorry, out of their last nine games. All of the draws have come against teams above them in the league, so they're drawing against um, teams towards the top of the league that you've heard, like Pisa, Sudtirol, who are surprising this year, Genoa, who are in second, eh, Barry, who are, who are up in fourth just now. They're drawn against teams that are much better than, eh, well, are above them in the league. Frozen only the top team in the league, have hit a bit of a, I wouldn't say they're stuttering because they're still six points clear, but they're starting to draw games eh, and they've drawn three out of their last five away games. Um, they drew Barry in there as well, but they're drawn against worse teams. They're drawn against Perugia, who have backed against in the banker slot um, and eh, in Palermo as well here. Um, the teams have only met four times because they, they don't tend to play in the same leagues. Kind of a, bit, uh, a, a theme with some picks and then some teams that seek to play all the time and, and, and win all the time. AC Milan. Um, but but um, yeah, the, the four games that they have played have been three draws uh, and, and one 1-0 one win for um, Cagliari here. Um, I think this game's going to end up a draw and you'll get that at 21-10 to 10 or 2-1-ish, to one ish, um, which is quite a short price draw in, in the Italian in the Sierra B. They tend to be at about threes um, for, for most of them. Um, if you look at this game, the away team, uh, who should be the winners of this if you're going by league form are 19 to 10 and the home team are 16 to 11 so the bookies think it's a bit of a toss uh, a toss of a coin here for for who's going to be winning this one I think it's going to be quite similar to Andy's description of a low scoring draw um, for, for one of his picks there I think this game's going to end up as a draw uh, 2 to 1 for that and should give the charity a bit of a boost um, towards a draw, a draw in the charity section, Gordon. Are you mad? Clearly, um, are I, I you think... mental? 
all of their draws have been nil nil or one one as well. So it's so boring the games that they're that they're doing in there. They they kind of had two weeks where they won games four. Cagliari had two weeks where they won games four nil and four one. Then they just went back to the mean of drawing nil nil and one one the next the next two weeks. So uh, I think this game just tends towards a draw, and I'm putting it in the charity because I uh, I'm comfortable it's going to come in and it'll be. Uh, yeah, some 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 serious cash to to make up for. We haven't hit many of the charities this year, uh, but probably a, under our, our, our usual charity amount. So I'm we've gone two out of three the last two weeks. So hopefully yeah. this week, hopefully this week, boom, three out of yeah. three, and we have yeah, some we have some money for for charity. So Dave, round resting it. on you to round out the show. Yeah. Right. So I'm in uh, I'm in Turkey for both teams to score an over. <laughs> 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 I'll leave that to our good friend Joey. Uh, no, I'm, I'm obviously back in League Two. Uh, Saturday again at 3 p.m. Salford against Colchester, and uh, I like Salford at four to five. Um, Salford a seventh uh, in that last playoff spot in League Two. They've got 66 points in their 41 games, and Colchester seeing 20th. Uh, they've taken 42 points from their 41 games. Uh, Salford got a uh, good uh, record in the form table here. They've taken 10 from their last five. Colchester aren't doing too bad, to be fair. They've taken seven from their last five. But um, this is all about it's all about Salford. They're just picking up points, picking up wins. They were they were losing to Wimbledon last week. Um, and they, they missed a penalty. I think it was in the 91st minute. And then they scored two goals in the 93rd and the 95th to uh, come back and win the game 3-2. So they've just got a great spirit about them at the minute, Salford, that they're fighting hard for this playoff spot. Um, which uh, I, think, I think people think Salford probably should have been there earlier in their uh, time in League 2 with the, you know, the money they've had behind them from um, obviously like the Nevilles and the class of ninety two Beckham's goals we've all put me into Salford, but I think this this is gonna be their uh, year that they finally make the playoffs there. So yeah, Salford at four to five for me. I mean I, Dave didn't even reference who the goal scorer is for, for Salford all the time here. Uh Andy I, if I, if, Scottish, uh, yeah. I, I was gonna say Andy, if I tell you he plays nah, told us. Yeah, uh, um, so I it's it, I, I just I look at Callum Hendry and I see you should be playing centre back, mate. Sky up top, um, but yeah. So that's a, ridic- a ridiculous result last week. I seen. I, I was waiting for you to cover that, that, that missing a penalty and then going on to win. It's almost yeah. like Andy, it's almost like Andy had backed the opposition team. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, sorry, Andy. How do we round out? How do, how, how are we looking odds wise for this? Big. Big for the charity treble this week. So wins for the Yokohama F Marinos, Salford City, and a draw between Cagliari and Frozenoni works out at 10.99 to 1, which is pretty tasty. So over 100 quid for charity, which I'll be backing this week, Gordo, I do believe, considering we yes. both got our charity picks right last week. So um, when we were both successful, we switch. And as you backed it last week, I'm backing it this week. So it is. Hopefully. It's an unjustified pass, is what I'd describe that as. It feels like. Well, it's, a, it, well it's, it's it's unfair to back it twice in a row if you're hitting winners as well. So, like, I, I, absolutely. You know what I mean? It's just, it's so. always one of those, like, I got this in and I hear him again. 
<laughs> Here I am again, back in the charity. No, it's good. Hopefully, I'll have over a hundred quid um, to give to a charity on next week's show. Reminder that we do have a Facebook page. There's been plenty of good stuff in there. Join it, guys. Totally free to join. Just search Trample Bet Podcast on Facebook. We also have the Patreon, um, which is £6 a month. Really helps us out. But you also get a whole lot of good stuff in return. And you can also see uh, Dave in sort of monochrome. Uh, lit, lit right. by you can't say both. <laughs> you can't. You, can. yeah, you, 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 you get the idea of Dave's presence. Uh, like like you said earlier, as if he's on the traitors, just expecting Claudia Winkleman to come in and round us out. So you get to see what what, we, what that's all about. And also the middle section uh, from this week's show where we talked a lot about the, the upcoming Grand National, which is Saturday at 5.15pm. So good luck if you are having a punt on that. Gordo, Dave, thank you. It's been an absolutely mega show. We've we've talked a lot um, and and covered a lot of ground. So uh, thank you for another another entertaining conversation. And best of luck uh, to all our listeners for their weekends gambling ahead. Happy hunting! Bye. The Trampled Bet Podcast is produced by Andy Vaughn, Gordon McLarnan, and Gary Black, part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Find the next show you'll love at sports-social.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network.